This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Have you ever wondered if your cultural lens affects the way you read and interpret scripture? For example, when Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, what did he really mean? Stick around after today's Bible reading to find out. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Isaiah chapter 56 through Isaiah chapter 59. Chapter 56. The Lord invites outsiders to enter. This is what the Lord says. Promote justice. Do what is right. For I am ready to deliver you. I am ready to vindicate you openly. The people who do this will be blessed. The people who commit themselves to obedience, who observe the Sabbath and do not defile it, who refrain from doing anything that is wrong. No foreigner who becomes a follower of the Lord should say, the Lord will certainly exclude me from his people. The eunuch should not say, look, I am like a dried up tree. For this is what the Lord says. For the eunuch who observe my Sabbath and chose what pleases me, and are faithful to my covenant. I will set up within my temple and my walls a monument that will be better than sons and daughters. I will set up a permanent monument for them that will remain. As for foreigners who become followers of the Lord and serve him, who love the name of the Lord and want to be his servants, all who observe the Sabbath and do not defile it, and who are faithful to my covenant, I will bring them to my holy mountain. I will make them happy in the temple where people pray to me. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my temple will be known as a temple where all nations may pray. The Sovereign Lord says this, the one who gathers the dispersed of Israel, I will still gather them up. The Lord denounces Israel's paganism. All you wild animals in the fields come and devour. All you wild animals in the forest All their watchmen are blind. They are unaware. All of them are like mute dogs, unable to bark. They pant, lie down, and love to snooze. The dogs have big appetites. They are never full. They are shepherds who have no understanding. They all go their own way, each one looking for monetary gain. Each one says, come on, 
I'll get some wine. Let's guzzle some beer. Tomorrow will be just like today. We'll have everything we want. Chapter 57 The godly perish, but no one cares. Honest people disappear when no one minds that the godly disappear because of evil. Those who live uprightly enter a place of peace. They rest on their beds. But approach, you sons of omen readers, you offspring of adulteresses and prostitutes. At whom are you laughing? At whom are you opening your mouth and sticking out your tongue? You are the children of rebels, the offspring of liars. You who inflame your lust among the oaks and under every green tree, who slaughter children near the streams under the rocky overhangs. Among the smooth stones of the stream are the idols you love. They, they are the object of your devotion. You pour out liquid offerings to them. You make an offering. Because of these things, how can I relent from judgment? On every high elevated hill, you prepare your bid. You go up there to offer sacrifices. Behind the door and doorposts, you put your symbols. Indeed, you depart from me and go up and invite them into bed with you. You purchase favors from them. You love their bed and gaze on their naked bodies. You take olive oil as tribute to your king, along with many perfumes. You send your messengers to a distant place. You go all the way to Sheol. Because of the long distance you must travel, you get tired. But you do not say, I give up. You get renewed energy, so you don't collapse. Whom are you worried about? Whom do you fear that you would act so deceitfully and not remember me or think about me? Because I have been silent for so long, you are not afraid of me. I will denounce your so-called righteousness and your deeds, and they will not help you. When you cry out for help, let your idols help you. The wind blows them all away. A breeze carries them away. But the one who looks to me for help will inherit the land and will have access to my holy mountain. He says, build it, build it, clear away. Remove all the obstacles out of the way of my people. For this is what the high and exalted one says, the one who rules forever, whose name is holy. I dwell in an exalted and holy place, but also with the discouraged and humiliated. In order to cheer up the humiliated, and to encourage the discouraged. For I will not be hostile forever or perpetually angry. For the man's spirit would grow faint before me, the life-giving breath I created. I was angry because of their sinful greed. I attacked them and angrily rejected them. Yet they remain disobedient and stubborn. I have seen their behavior, but I will heal them. I will lead them. I will provide comfort to them and those who mourn with them. I am the one who gives them reason to celebrate. Complete prosperity is available both to those who are far away and those who are nearby, says the Lord. I will heal them. But the wicked are like a surging sea that is unable to be quiet. Its waves toss up mud and sand. There will be no prosperity, says my God, for the wicked. Chapter 58 The Lord Desires Genuine Devotion Shout loudly. Don't be quiet. Yell as loudly as a trumpet. Confront my people with their rebellious deeds. Confront Jacob's family with their sin. They seek me day after day. They want to know my requirements, like a nation that does what is right and does not reject the law of their God. They ask me for just decrees. They want to be near God. They lament. 
Why don't you notice when we fast? Why don't you pay attention when we humble ourselves? Look, at the same time you fast, you satisfy your selfish desires. You oppress your workers. Look, your fasting is accompanied by arguments, brawls, and fistfights. Do not fast as you do today, trying to make your voice heard in heaven. Is this really the kind of fasting I want? Do I want a day when people merely humble themselves, bowing their heads like a reed and stretching out on sackcloth and ashes? Is this really what you call a fast, a day that is pleasing to the Lord? No, this is the kind of fast I want. I want you to remove the sinful chains, to tear away the ropes of burdensome yoke, to set free the oppressed, to break every burdensome yoke. I want you to share your food with the hungry and to provide shelter for homeless, oppressed people. When you see someone naked, clothe them. Don't turn your back on your own flesh and blood. Then your light will shine like the sunrise. Your restoration will quickly arrive. Your godly behavior will go before you, and the Lord's splendor will be your rear guard. Then you will call out, and the Lord will respond. You will cry out, and he will reply, Here I am. You must remove the burdensome yoke from among you and stop pointing fingers and speaking sinfully. You must actively help the hungry and feed the oppressed. Then your light will dispel the darkness, and your darkness will be transformed into noonday. The Lord will continually lead you. He will feed you even in parched regions. He will give you renewed strength, and you will be a well-watered garden, like a spring that continually produces water. Your perpetual ruins will be rebuilt. You will reestablish the ancient foundations. You will be called the one who repairs broken walls, the one who makes the streets inhabitable again. You must observe the Sabbath rather than doing anything you please on my holy day. You must look forward to the Sabbath and treat the Lord's holy day with respect. You must treat it with respect by refraining from your normal activities and by refraining from your selfish pursuits and from making business deals. Then you will find joy in your relationship to the Lord, and I will give you great prosperity and cause crops to grow on the land I gave to your ancestor Jacob. Know for certain that the Lord has spoken. Chapter 59 Injustice Brings Alienation from God Look, the Lord's hand is not too weak to deliver you. His ear is not too deaf to hear you. But your sinful acts have alienated you from your God. Your sins have caused him to reject you and not listen to your prayers. For your hands are stained with blood and your fingers with sin. Your lips speak lies. Your tongue utters malicious words. No one is concerned about justice. No one sets forth his case truthfully. They depend on false words and tell lies. They conceive of oppression and give birth to sin. They hatch the eggs of a poisonous snake and spin a spider's web. Whoever eats their eggs will die. A poisonous snake is hatched. Their webs cannot be used for clothing. They cannot cover themselves with what they make. Their deeds are sinful. They commit violent crimes. They are eager to do evil, quick to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are sinful. They crush and destroy. They are unfamiliar with peace. Their deeds are unjust. They use deceitful methods and whoever deals with them is unfamiliar with peace. Israel confesses its sin. For this reason, deliverance is far from us and salvation does not reach us. We wait for light, but see only darkness. 
We wait for a bright light, but live in deep darkness. We grope along the wall like the blind. We grope like those who cannot see. We stumble at noontime as if it were evening. Though others are strong, we are like dead men. We all growl like bears. We coo mournfully like doves. We wait for deliverance, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For you are aware of our many rebellious deeds, and our sins testify against us. Indeed, we are aware of our rebellious deeds. We know our sins all too well. We have rebelled and tried to deceive the Lord. We turn back from following our God. We stir up oppression and rebellion. We tell lies we concocted in our minds. Justice is driven back. Godliness stands far off. Indeed, honesty stumbles in the city square, and morality is not even able to enter. Honesty has disappeared. The one who tries to avoid evil is robbed. The Lord watches and is displeased, for there is no justice. The Lord intervenes. He sees there is no advocate. He is shocked that no one intervenes. So he takes matters into his own hands. His desire for justice drives him on. He wears his desire for justice like body armor, and his desire to deliver is like a helmet on his head. He puts on the garments of vengeance and wears zeal like a robe. He repays them for what they have done, dispensing angry judgment to his adversaries and punishing his enemies. He repays the coastlands. In the West, people respect the Lord's reputation. In the East, they recognize his splendor, for he comes like a rushing stream Driven on by wind sent from the Lord, a protector comes to Zion, to those in Jacob who repent of their rebellious deeds, says the Lord. As for me, this is my promise to them, says the Lord. My spirit who is upon you and my words, which I have placed in your mouth, will not depart from your mouth or from the mouths of your children and descendants from this time forward, says the Lord. New Testament reading, Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment accompanied by a promise, namely, that it will go well with you and that you will live a long time on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your human masters with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ, not like those who do their work only when someone is watching, as people-pleasers, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. Obey with enthusiasm, as though serving the Lord and not people, because you know that each person, whether slave or free, if he does something good, this will be rewarded by the Lord. Masters, treat your slaves the same way, giving up the use of threats because you know that both you and they have the same master in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Exhortations for Spiritual Warfare Finally, be strengthened in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Clothe yourselves with the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to stand your ground on the evil day, and having done everything, to stand. Stand firm, therefore, 
by fastening the belt of truth around your waist, by putting on the breastplate of righteousness, by fitting your feet with the preparation that comes from the good news of peace. And in all this, by taking up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With every prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and to this end be alert, with all perseverance and petitions for all the saints. Pray for me also, that I may be given the right words when I begin to speak, that I may confidently make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may be able to speak boldly, as I ought to speak. Farewell Comments Tychicus, my dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will make everything known to you, so that you too may know about my circumstances, how I am doing. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace you with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Heavenly Father, God of love and God of justice, we thank you, O merciful and compassionate God, that you grant to us gospel-informed ethics, ethics that guide the way that we think and how we ought to live. It, It shapes our politics and the way we see and engage with society, the way in which we honor all people who bear your image, O God, the ways in which we are called and accept the calling to do justice. We thank you, merciful and gracious and righteous and holy God, that you are creating in us a people who care truly about other people. God, I thank you that we do not have to live with a scarcity mentality that that we're going to be left out and so we step on and exploit our neighbors. I thank you, O God, that you remind us in your word that you take care of us, that you are our God, our protector and our provider, and that we need not bow down to created idols or govern our behavior in a way in which we are stingy and greedy and we deny things to our neighbors. You care for us. And so, oh God, I pray that you would help us to really grasp that, to believe it and and cause it to impact our behavior, that we can live generously with our hands open, that we can live hopefully, knowing that even in the midst of difficult realities, oh God, that you have the final say and that your love is great and it is unending, and it is full of compassion, and that your love does justice. We thank you, O God, that you are reminding us of how we ought to see our fellow human beings. We thank you, O Lord God, that you remind us in your word about the ways in which those who are in the household of faith ought to treat each other, the way that we ought to treat our parents, the way that Uh, children ought to to treat their parents and the way parents ought to treat their children, oh God. These these things are incredibly important because they are a part of our witness and how we honor and care for our closest neighbors. 
God, help us to be mindful of the work and the jobs that you have given to us and help us to do our work as unto the Lord, that we not worship our work, but that we do our work in a way that honors you, that we engage our employers and our co-workers, O oh God, in ways that are honorable, O oh Lord. And we pray, O oh God, that if we happen to have authority, authority over someone, Lord God, that we would govern ourselves with a type of fear, knowing that we have to give an account to the one who has authority over all things. God, we pray right now that wherever we might find ourselves in our working situation, that we will do our work in ways that have integrity, that are honorable, that we will not be wasteful, that we will not be vengeful, oh God, that we would not be slanderers, that we would not prop up unjust systems. So if we need to leave a particular job, then we should leave it. I pray, oh God, that the work that we do, that we engage it with these kingdom ethics that you give, that you pour into us and give us the strength through the Holy Spirit to be obedient in those ethics, oh God. We pray, oh Lord, that you would help us, oh God, to love our neighbors well. And in the world that we live in, oh God, while we place our hope in you, we must confess that there is much that grieves us. There is much that concerns us. That there is much that, that frightens us, oh God. We confess that truth to you right now. And so, oh God, we thank you for this reminder that we ought to live with the full armor of God and that we are not wrestling against or striving against or arguing with or battling against our neighbor. But what we wrestle with and what we struggle against is not a flesh and blood. So help us, oh God, to wrestle principalities, but to win our enemies, to win our neighbors, oh God. Come what may, oh God, help our minds to continually see them as fully human, oh God. And we pray, oh God, that you would place the victory of love into our hands and that we would be about your business, embodying your ethics and doing justice in your world. Ultimately, oh God, we thank you that when we are weak and when we lack the spiritual vision to see corruption for corruption, that we are reminded in Isaiah that you are the God who looks around and you get up from your throne and you handle injustice personally. And in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you have handled injustice and you are handling injustice right now. We thank you, O oh God, that one day and one day very soon that every evil thing will be a lie, that every tear will fall no more, and that justice will reign forever and ever. We thank you, O oh God, for what you have done in Jesus Christ and what you are doing right now. And until your return, until all things are made new, we pray, O oh God, that you would find us living worshipful lives in obedience to your word honorable to our neighbors and employers and those who work for us for you are kind and you are good and you are worthy of our obedience it is in Christ's name that we pray amen in their book 
Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes, biblical scholars Brandon O'Brien and E. Randolph Richards shed light on the ways that Western readers often misunderstand the cultural dynamics of the Bible. When Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, he was likely not referring to racy clothing, but instead, he was most likely concerned about economic modesty, that Christian women not flaunt their wealth through expensive clothes, braided hair, and gold jewelry. Getting beyond our cultural assumptions is increasingly important for being Christians in our interconnected and globalized world. Learn to read scripture as a member of the global body of Christ with the book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.